symbolizes, uh, denotes the stuma or a pesucha, which means in the Sefer Torah, there's always a gap between the parashas. Stuma means um, a gap, uh, a, 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 a break in the line, and then we continue on the same line. A, a pesucha, pesucha means uh, the, the rest of the line is left blank, and like carriage return, we hit the enter, um, button and, and it continues to the next line. That's what a, a uh, psucha and a stuma is. Anyway, Kimat, every single parsha has a break between the end of that parsha and the beginning of the next. In, in between nearly every two parshas in the Torah, you have some type of divider, some type of space, space, break, some pagination mark to indicate that we've ended one parsha, we've begun the next. Within the parish, you, you know, you have this as well. You have psuchas and stumas where we are clear to the end of the line or we just have a, a gap that shows divisions between paragraphs, divisions between sections, and one parish to the next is generally one section to the next because the parishes are, go back to, you know, that's the, uh, Chazal already identify a different breakup of, 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 of the various parishes for us. And in between Vayikash and Vayichi, we don't have any break. There's no divider. There's no break. No pay, there's no samach. We go straight from Vayigash into Vayichi, the end of one pasuk, the beginning of the next. Vayeshev Yisrael, Beretz Mitzrayim, Beretz Gaishin, Vayeochaz, Uba, Vayifra, Vayib, Umayid, end of Vayigash. One pasuk later, the same exact line, no break, Vayichi, Yaakov, Beretz Mitzrayim, Shvayas, Reishana. As if it's one long parsha. There's no, there's no break, there's no psucha, there's no stuma. And Rashi picks up on this. And Rashi asks, Lama Parsha Zustuma, the first Rashi in, in, in the Parsha. Why is this Parsha Stuma? Now, by Stuma, Rashi means the opposite of the Stuma that we were describing. Stuma, when you have a Samach, that means a gap, but a gap that's closed, a closed gap, meaning there's a gap of nine letters, and then we, we, we continue on the next line, but there's a, there's a visible gap, a paragraph break. That's the Stuma means a closed gap. Stuma, this Stuma means it's sealed. The Parsha itself is sealed, it's sealed shut. There's no gap, there's no opening, there's no break between the end of Vayigash and the beginning of Vayichi. That's another type of stuma. Stuma means sealed. Vayichi seems to be a sealed parsha. Sealed, closed, and shuttered. There's no gap, there's no room, there's no space, there's no area to breathe between the two parshias. We go boom, boom, straight from the end of one to the beginning of the next. No breathing space. So what's the pashat in there? Says Rashi, Lavi, Shekivan Shanifta Yaakov Avinu, when the Yaakov Avinu was nifter, the um, eyes and the hearts of Klai Yisrael became nistam, became sealed, became closed up. The parsha is closed because there's something that's being closed in the parsha, and that's the hearts and the eyes, the eyes and the hearts of Klai Yisrael, as a result of the suffering of the shibud. They're they're about to go from. Uh, the VIPs of Egypt, that's the end of Vayichi, when they arrive, they come down, and Paro gives them preferential treatment to the beginning of Shemais, where they're put into slavery. So when they have the Shebud, when the Shebud begins, the, the, the slavery begins, the exile begins, so their eyes and their hearts are nistam, are closed up, nistamu. Nistamu, a name v'libam shiyisrael. The hearts and the eyes of Klaisrael were sealed, were closed. So that's one reason why Vayichi is a closed parsha to, to uh, make this clear. Rashi brings down a different shot. Dover Acher. Shebikesh Legalis is Haketz Levanov. We know later in the parish Yaakov, you know, deems to um, reveal 
the end of days to his children. He wants to reveal to them when Mashiach is going to come. Hey, Asfu, he tells them, gather, Klai Yisrael, gather together. He comes to Vishimu. Hey, Asfu, gather together, and I will reveal to you, what the end of days is going to look like. He wants to reveal to them the Kates, the end of days. Kates, we always take that to mean the end of days. Mashiach, when Mashiach is going to come. Rashi says, Kates, Kates on its own just means the end. The, um, the, uh, the finish line. Where's that finish line? That's what Yaakov Avinu wants to reveal to them. Vinista Mimenu, and that was concealed, that was hidden, that was locked away from Yaakov. Uh, second shot. So Rashi's telling us two reasons over here why this parsha's nistam, is sealed, is shut, is, 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 is closed up, because there's two different things that are closed up in the parsha. What's closed up in the parsha? The eyes and the hearts of Kala Yisrael are closed. Because once Yaakov is nifter, says Rashi, once Yaakov is nifter, their eyes and hearts are closed up. That's one reason the parsha is closed, closed up like this. The other reason why the parsha is closed is because the other thing that was closed is Yaakov's clarity and insight and what was revealed to Yaakov, which is when the Kate is going to be the end of time, the end of days, the end point, he wants to reveal that that's taken away from that's closed. So there's things that are closed up in the Parsha. Therefore the Parsha itself denotes this by lacking the Psuch and the Stum, but the Parsha is a closed Parsha. Things are being closed up. Let's look at the two ideas that Rashi presents one at a time, and maybe both of them together maybe. So Rashi says firstly, uh, that what was, what was closed up in this parasha? When Yaakov was nifter, so Klaiso's eyes and hearts haven't haven't have closed. And secondly, the the case has been closed up, has been concealed from Yaakov. What does that mean altogether? That the, the eyes are closed and the hearts are closed. Hirashi selects two anatomical parts of Klai Yisrael, two parts of Klai Yisrael's overall makeup. Our eyes and our hearts. The eyes are, are closed and the hearts are closed when Yaakov is nifter because of the Tzar of the Shibud. So, so a few questions. A, why the eyes and the heart specifically? Lots of things can be closed. I mean, your nose can be closed. Your mouth can be closed. Um, your ears can be closed. If we're talking about things being closed up, lots of things can be closed. What specifically is significant about the eyes and the hearts being closed? And, and um, which one is it that's closing up the eyes and the hearts of Klaisol? Is it the Shibud or is it the Petir of Yaakov? Is it Yaakov being nifter? Rashi says, when Yaakov is nifter, then due to the suffering of the Shibud, their eyes and their hearts close. We seem to have too many ideas going on over here. It, there's, there's some redundancies and, and um, unnecessary, unnecessary, um, not just information, unnecessary catalysts over here. I mean, we would think that what closes us up Suffering, shibud, enslavement, um, being beholden to, to this great empire of Egypt, becoming the slave caste, that closes us up. And Rashi says something about once Yaakov is nifter, our eyes and hearts get closed up because it starts the shibud. So what's the catalyst? Is Yaakov, you know, his, his petiro is what closes up, it starts the shibud, is what closes up. I mean, what if Yaakov wouldn't be nifter, but we still have the shibud? What if we wouldn't have the shibud, but Yaakov would have been nifter? Well, why do we need so many different reasons over here? And, and again, what does it mean that their eyes were closed and their hearts were closed. What's the significance of selecting those two 
body parts as opposed to anything else. So let's, let's tackle this first, the first half of the Rashi. And uh, Rashi starts by telling us that it is a result of Yaakov Avinu being nifter. Kivan shen nifter Yaakov Avinu. He was nifter, and therefore our eyes and our hearts closed. So we start with that, we can gain a lot of insight into this Rashi. What's the eyes and the hearts? And what does it have to do with Yaakov Avinu? The eyes and hearts specifically refer to the following. The collective hearts of Kleisro and the collective eyes of Kleisro being closed is referring to some, some, some basic fundamental principles and ideas as to what we need for the basic fundamental functioning of Kleisro. What's a heart? What's a lave? When we talk about Kleisro's heart being closed up, the heart, Rabbi Yisai, is always what? Always representative and indicative of a Yid's ability to be touched by Ruchnius. To be affected by Ruchnius, to be open to Ruchnius, to be receptive to, to Ruchnius, to, to, to resonate with Ruchnius. What does I mean? Spirituality is something that talks to me. Spirituality is something that I resonate with. Spirituality is something that excites me, piques me, interests me. And we know that people who have drifted, people who are gone, far gone, far, far gone, not always so easy getting someone like that into a base medrash, into a shul, to get him to daven, to get him to learn, to get him to just, you know, I, I, I have so much to teach, I have so much to share, let me share with you. It's not always so easy. You know, whether you're talking about someone irreligious or someone who's religious, who has just drifted in terms of, you know, what, what he's doing with his life. He's drifted from truth, he's drifted from Torah, he's drifted from Emes. His lave has been clogged. A person's lave, his heart can be clogged due to bad lifestyles, due to bad habits, due to bad pursuits, due to bad company. When a person's lave gets stopped up, it means Ruchnis just doesn't talk to him anymore. He's not excited about all matters spiritual. He doesn't, he doesn't, he doesn't get piqued, excited, and hooked by a Gishmaka Blad Kemara, a Gishmaka Shacharis, a, a, a Halal, a Yamtiv, shaking the Lulav and Esri. These things don't talk to him. They don't address him. They don't pique him. They don't interest him because he has Tim Tumalev. That's what Tim Tumalev really is. We talk about Tim Tumalev, stoppage of the heart, clogage of the spiritual arteries. Tim Tumalev means Ruchnis doesn't talk to you. Spirituality doesn't excite you. We can, we can drag you to the Gemara, but the Gemara won't, won't do anything for you and, and, and won't interest you. And if anything, if anything, all matters spiritual is something that are, that's, that's dissuasive to me. I, I'm disinterested. I, I'd rather stay away from it. I like everything else that, I, that I've become you know, uh, 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 connected to and enmeshed with. I prefer that. I, thanks, but no thanks. That's essentially what Tzimtzum HaLev always is, is the inability to be interested, excited, and hooked by matters that are spiritual. It just doesn't talk to me. I'll do anything but. So when Yaakov Avinu is nifter, the first thing we lose is the lave. Kleisol loses their collective lave. means we lose this ability to have an automatic, innate gravitation towards Ruchnius, towards spirituality. And somehow that's linked to Yaakov Avinu's Petira. 
The second thing we lose is our Einaim. Our Einaim are closed. The lave gets closed. There's a symptom our lave the cholesterol has. And there is a loss of our vision. Einaim is the move. Our eyes are closed up. What does it mean that cholesterol has lost their Einaim? Their Einaim have been closed and shuttered and locked up. What, is they, what, what do they Einaim represent? Einaim, going together with the lave, represents what? Represents... Seeing something beyond me. Being connected to something that's beyond me. What our eyes give us, more than anything else gives us, your eyes can immediately connect you with something that is out of immediate reach. Something that's out of my Dalit Amis. is what's within my Dalit Amis. Things I can pick up, I can touch, I can hold, I can feel, I can smell, I can eat. That's within my Dalit Amis. There's things that are beyond my Dalit Amis, things that I can't touch, I can't pick up, I can't grab, I can't eat. I can see that. I can't, I can't eat it. Beyond my Dalit Amis. My eyes allow me to be connected with and connected to things that are outside my Dalit Amis. That's what the Einaim are. And, you know, just go outside on a starry night and you can immediately see these pricks of light and these pinpricks that are twinkling up there in the sky that are... That are unimaginably distant from us and unfathomably uh, far away. And I can see them. Seeing is, 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 is some degree of a connection. With your eyes, it, it's, it's incredible. A person with his eyes can be connected to something that is so distant and so vastly removed from him, but your eyes can connect you to that. The Einaim connect me to something that's outside of my immediate sphere, outside of my Dal Amis, very distant, very far away, but they connect me. They hook me up with that. Kleisel's eyes also became stopped up and sealed up when Yaakov was nifter. Why? Because they've lost Yaakov Avinu. They've lost Yaakov. Yaakov was a dmus. Yaakov was a dogma. Yaakov was the last of the Avis. He was the Bechir Sheba Avis. He's the one that puts Kleisel together. He's the one that was the manhig. He's the one that's the leader. He's the one that represents not just what they're supposed to do, the Yosher V'hatoiv, the direction of Klai He's the one that brings them back to Avram and Yitzchak. That's Yaakov Avinu. We have Yaakov. We're connected to something that's way beyond our scope, way beyond our small, narrow perspective when we have Yaakov. We lose Yaakov, we lose that connection. We lose that, that scope, that wide, wide take that... I see that I'm connected with and connected to things that are great, that are great and vast and way beyond me, but I'm connected to them. When, when Kleisel loses Yaakov, they lose that. They lose. Their Einaim are stopped up. Their Einaim are Nistamu. And their Lev is also Nistamu. And Rashi is alluding to something very gloomy over here, that Kleisel's ability to be influenced and touched by Ruchnius also begins to diminish when they lose Yaakov Avinu. Because together with losing that leader, that Demus, the, 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 the third of the three Avis, and, and um, that dogma that connects them to something that's way beyond their immediate surroundings, they also now start to fall into the Shibud. They start to fall into Mitzrayim. They start to fall into, into the surroundings by not having 
Yaakov, A, as a connection to something that's way beyond them, and B, as a manig, as a leader, to give them that inspiration, to give them that, that ability to be touched by Ruchnius. Now they begin to sink into Mitzrayim. They begin to sink into, into the Galdos. They begin to sink into the Shibud. They begin to sink into Tim Tumalev, where it's more difficult for Ruchnius to affect them, Ruchnius to touch them. When they had Yaakov, it was so clear, things were so gishmak, things were so immediate. What it means to be a Yid, what it means to have a life that is embracing Ruchnius and at one with Ruchnius, it's very clear and it, it's, it, it's, it's very present. When they lose Yaakov, they sink into Mitzrayim, they sink into Timtum Halev. So the whole Rashi, the first half of this Rashi, goes together quite nicely. We asked earlier, hey, what's the Einaim and the Lev? What's the significance of those two faculties, Badafka being stopped up? And is it Yaakov's Petira or is it Tzoros Hashibur? You know, and there's a big gap between Yaakov's Petira and the Shibur doesn't come so much later. When Yaakov is Nifter, they have the Stimas Einaim and the Lev, or is it Tzoros Hashibur? The Teretz says they go hand in hand. And the Tzoros Hashibur that Rashi is talking about is not even the Tzoros Hashibur, the Shibur that comes in Shemois, the Shibur of Shibur Mitzrayim, the Shibud of working for Paro. That's not the Shibud that Rashi's talking about. The Shibud that Rashi's talking about is a existential Shibud, is a philosophical Shibud, is a Shibud of lifestyle. It's a Shibud of, I'm, I'm beholden now to Egyptian culture. I'm beholden now, I'm a Shibud to a different way of life. That's the Stimas Halev. That's the heart getting stuffed up. I'm not as, uh, Ruchnis can't penetrate anymore. And that goes hand in hand with the Stimas Einayim. I lose that Dmos, I lose that Dogma, I lose that, that leadership, that Manhig um, of Yaakov Avinu showing me how to live my life and showing me what life is really all about, true values, spirituality, connection, connection with spirituality, with Ruchnis. And that allows me to sink into the Tsar Sashibun. Okay, very nice. So this is already an idea in of itself. This is already a nice mahalach and putting together the first part of the Rashi. And um, this is what's going on over here in the, already in, the, in, 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 in um, the beginning of the parasha as the term makes it clear by not having any gap between Vayikash and Vayichi. We lose Yaakov. We lose that connection to the Avis. We lose that A9. We lose that long, long vision of, of being connected to something vast and great and, and immense and enormous. I lose that because I don't have Yaakov anymore. I don't see that anymore. I, and I see myself as sinking into Mitzrayim. I sink into Mitzrayim. Tim to my life. I'm affected by Mitzrayim. I lose my ability for Ruchnius to spark, to excite and ignite me. I always had a question on this Rashi. I mean, it's a basic question, a very simplistic question. But Rashi is saying in the beginning of Vayichi, the end of Vayigash is where we already see this. This is where the Torah is making this remez, because the Torah, where does the Torah make this, 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 this remez, this hint, this teaching of uh, Klaisrael getting closed, stopped up, sealed, and shuttered? From the fact that we go straight from Vayigash to Vayichi, without any break. And that's there to teach us that once Yaakov is Nifter, so our hearts and our eyes get stuffed up, and then we already explained that very nicely. The Shazabi, he wasn't Nifter here yet. He's only Nifter at the end of the Parsha. He's nifted all the way to the end. The very end of the parasha, not very end, but towards the end, that's where he's nifted. They take him to Eretz Canaan for his burial. 
if you want to show me a remez to the Yaakov Avinu's uh, petira, getting in the way of, of, of uh, our correct perspective and our, uh, our, the openness of our hearts being touched by Ruchni, so put it at the end of the parsha where Yaakov is nifter. Don't, don't, don't make any break between Vayichi and Shemais. That's where it should be. The end of Vayichi is nifter. The beginning of Shemais is where he starts sinking into Eretz Mitzrayim, into the 49 levels of Tum over here. That's where this, this, this immediacy should be. That's where the lack of the gap should be. Why are you putting it in between Vayigash and Vayichi? It's, it's, it's a big problem. This always bothered me. He wasn't nifter yet. Rashi says, let's read the Rashi. Lama parsha zustuma. Why is this parsha closed? Lefi shekiv and shenifter Yaakov Avinu. Once Yaakov was nifter, nistumei name believe in Shal Their hearts and their eyes were closed. He wasn't nifter yet. He's not nifter for a very long time. He's going to call in Yosef. He's going to tell, give Yosef uh, some instructions. He's going to call him an Ash and Ephraim, give them brachas. Going to call him all his sons. Give Birchas Yaakov to all his kids. Then he's nifter. He wasn't nifter yet. Okay, but, that, but what does Rashi say? Rashi says, Kivan Shanifter Yaakov Avinu. Kivan Shanifter. Kivan Shanifter. And if anything, the Pasha starts off with the opposite. Vayechi Yaakov. Vayechi Yaakov. Hear the irony over here. The very positive of Vayechi Yaakov, Yaakov lived. We're talking about Yaakov's life. Is where Rashi is saying, what? No, 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 no. This is since he's Nifter. No, no. Don't, don't pay too much attention to Vayechi Yaakov. He's really bad to be Nifter. And therefore, since he's bad to be Nifter. What? Okay. He lived for 147 years. He's still very much alive. Reports of his petir have been greatly exaggerated, I think. Okay. But. Okay, there's also questions. Let's ask that too. Good. Good. Those are the kasha echit. We can ask that also. Why, why, is, it, why is it giving us a, a, the pasuk that usually wraps up someone's life is, is here when he's still very much alive? For, for dozens and dozens of psukim. So, good, we can ask that also. Um, yeah, so, so that's, that's, that's a bit of a problem. A bit of a problem over here. Um, and the emesis is a question on Rashi's second shot also. What's Rashi's second shot? We have to find an element of steam, an element of something that's closed, right? Something that was closed up. We go, we close them up. There's no gap, no break in between. Because something was closed. What was closed in Rashi's first pshat? Something has to do with Yaakov and Nifter. He's not Nifter. What's closed in the second pshat? The clarity and the, the revelation, the divine knowledge of when the Kates is going to be. He wants to reveal the Kates. That's taken away from him. That's closed up. But that's also not for a very long time. When is that? That's not till Revi, right? Revi. <laughs> That's an, that's an alias revi. Three alias in advance of that, we're, we're closing it up because something is not going to happen until halfway through the parsha. It gets a little funny. Why are we putting the remez over here? Okay, so, so we're sharing a nice pshat. What we shared so far, by the way, is, is a self-contained idea. This can be presented at any Shabbos table on its own without the question that we just thrown in. What, what, what is, why, why, when Yaakovinu is nifter, why are their eyes and hearts closed? Why specifically the eyes and the hearts? Eyes and the hearts. Uh, what does that mean? The eyes and the hearts of Kali Yisrael. And what is that, why do we go from, is it because of Yaakov, is it because of the Shebut? So we gave a nice mahalach, and that stands independent of this question. But the question has to be asked afterwards. And we ask these two questions on both Pshatim of Rashi, that L'chayro, it didn't happen yet. We can take this idea, I think it can take it further. And, and uh, we can build on the, the uh, mahalach that we've been putting together so far in uh, what it means 
Klai Yisrael's eyes and collective hearts getting closed up, getting sealed as a result of the departure of Yaakov. And we can build off of that with uh, an, a very nice idea I saw in the Sfas Emes. Sfas Emes says an idea over here, weaves a whole idea together that, that, that um, ties a number of elements together that I think um, is, 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 is a, is a uh, beautiful way of taking all this a step further. The Sfas Emes starts off with saying the following. Says the Sfas Emes. Um, he says that um, the two Pshatim of Rashi are really one. The two Pshatim of Rashi says the Sfas Emes are really one. This idea of the collective eyes and hearts of Klai Yisrael being closed because of the Shibud. The Shibud means sinking into Mitzrayim. The Sfas Emes seems to understand it the same way. It's not talking about working for Mitzrayim. Rashi is not referring to the servitude, the slavery. He's talking about sinking into Egyptian culture. He's talking about being a part of the Egyptian society. That's the Shibud. Tsar's Shibud. And that's what takes away their lab, gives them symptom of lab. They're unable not to be affected by Ruchnius, unable to have, have spirituality penetrate any longer. That's, that's um, the Stimas HaLev. And the Inaim also is coming from the, from the Shibud. They don't have that taken anymore. They don't have leaders. They don't have a demos. They don't have something they can look up to. They don't have this Yaakovino that they can see that connects them to a place very, very big and very great and very far away from them because of the Shibud. But the says this Fas Emes, the two Pshatim of Rashi go hand in hand and they really have the same cause. Kalal Yisrael, they're sinking into Mitzrayim and they're Timtum Halev losing the ability for Ruchnius to penetrate the way it did when they were in Eretz Yisrael, and losing that long sight, that connection to, to leaders and to eras from, from, from times past that's beyond them, that's also why Yaakov Avinu is unable to reveal the case. That actually is what takes that knowledge away from Yaakov himself. That makes them unable to hear what Yaakov has to reveal. In other words, the two Pshat and Rashi Mamash go hand in hand. It sounds like two independent things. Um, first of all, one type of stima. Why is this Parsha stuma? Because Klai Yisrael, their eyes and their hearts, their lave and their enayim, got closed up. That means that they're, they're not connected to Yaakov anymore. They're not connected to Ruchnius anymore. And Dabar Acher, he wants to reveal the Kates that got closed. Nistam. Says this Fasem is no, it's one of the same. Why was the Kates Nistam? Why was the Kates taken away from him? Because of this very fact that Klai Yisrael is beginning to sink. Klai Yisrael is beginning to sink. Vasmate, what does that mean? Why is that, why? It, it, it sounds like, you know, we always understand this, that Yaakov wanted to reveal to it, and Hashem kind of said, no, it's not time yet, you can't reveal it. Not the right time to reveal the case. Hashem, like, removed the information. Hashem was soysimit. As far as Hamas understands, it's all one big idea. One big uh, word over here. It's the result of Klai Yisrael's standing, where Klai Yisrael is holding, that Yaakov loses this information. Why is that? So, so let's look at the Pasuk where Yaakov wants to reveal the case. And um, the, again, that's in the beginning of Ravi. Yaakov introduces this um, initiative, this, this interest that he has in revealing the case, the end point to his children, 
by saying, Hey Asfu Vagidulachem. Gather together and I will I will tell you. Hey Asfu, hey Asfu, gather together. The very next Pasik, he says, He Group yourselves together and listen. So twice Yaakovin was telling them to get, gather together. Hey Asfu Vagida and He Kovtsu Gather together and I'll tell you. Group yourselves together and hear. Why do they have to gather together twice? So says this Hasemis, if you look at the Pasik carefully, there seems to be a different point in each of these gatherings. One, Mitzad Yaakov, and one, Mitzad his sons. Hey, Asu Va'agida, if you gather together, I will share. And he Kotsu Vishimu, if you group yourselves together, Vishimu, you will be able to hear. Kleisel needs to gather together for, for Yaakov to be able to share. Kleisel needs to gather together for, for, for Kleisel to be able to hear, to receive. Says this Fasemis. You know, in every generation, we have what? We have a leader who wants to give, and we have a nation that has the potential to receive. Each of these kaiches and capacities requires achtos. For the leader to be able to give over, for him to have have siat deshmayo, for him to be able to be a leader that's empowered to give, to, to lead, to instruct, there has to be a osfu. There has to be achtos. To have a, 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 an ability to lead, an ability to teach, an ability to share, which is um, an ability that I need in, in straightforward terms and an ability that I need in siat in, deshmayo in terms. I need divine assistance to, to really be able to lead properly. I need achtos. I need to have a group of people that are a unified group that I can lead. If it's, if it's a confederacy, if it's everyone's fighting and there's no actors, no one can get along, no one, no one can lead that. There's a chisar mitzad, then, and then the leader is chaser. The leader loses his yad the leader loses his ability to lead when he doesn't have a group of people that he can be mashpia. The mashpia, to be mashpia, he needs actors. The group themselves as well, in order to be makabal from the mashpia, from the manig, they also need to have actors. They need to be unified. They need something drawing them together under him, which gives them the ability to be makabal. He asu va'agida and he kavtu v'shimu. Says this fa'asem is the first one Yaakov was able to pull off. Because the first one is dependent on Yaakov. Yaakov, so long as he's still here, he's still present, and he's still clearly very much alive. Again, we had the problem with the opening part of the parasha. We'll get back to that. But he's still very much here. He's still very much alive. He's able to still unite Kala Yisrael to the degree that he can be a manik, that he has something to share. He has something to give over. He's still able to do that. He hasn't gone anywhere yet. The pram is Kla Yisrael, mitzad them, and from their end of things, from them being able to be unified, um, to, to receive from Yaakov, this is where the pram lies. He to v'shimu b'nei Yaakov, this is where the case is taken away. This is where Yaakov loses the ability to give over, not because Yaakov is lacking, Yaakov is not lacking anything. The pram lies on the end of Kla Yisrael. Kla Yisrael loses their ability to unify themselves under Yaakov. Yaakov has the ability to, to group everyone together. He has the ability to unify. He has, he has the ability to put everyone together. Kleisrael, on their end of things, can't do that. And that's why this information is taken away from Yaakov. Why can't Kleisrael get themselves together? Because they're beginning to sink. Because they're beginning to fall into the Shibut of Mitzrayim. What Rashi said in the opening 
pasuk of the parsha. <clears throat> from the tzaras hashibun, from the you know the, the spiritual distress of sinking into the mores, the moral mores, and the, the swamp of, of Egyptian culture, they begin to sink. They begin to sink. They begin to from their end of things fall away from the leadership of Yaakov. They can't unify themselves. They can't unite, and they're unable to receive what Yaakov has to say over to them. They're unable to, to receive, and therefore this information is taken away from Yaakov. Not because there's a chisarn from Yaakov's end, there's a chisarn from their end. But here's the problem. Why, why, do they, why do they lose this actus? Again, because they're beginning to sink, because of the Tzar Sashibut, because Mitzrayim is such a schwer place. But Rashi tells us in the beginning of the parasha, and again, it's the Timtum HaLev. It's the, the loss of the Einaim, the loss of the Lev. It's this Timtum that's causing them to sink. But Rashi says very clearly that when does that happen? What initiates us? What triggers the Timtum HaLev? What triggers Kleistro falling into Egypt, falling, getting swamped and swallowed up, sucked into Egyptian culture, which closes their Einaim, closes the Libam, and is taking that information away from Yaakov? Kivan Shanifter Yaakov, you know, Rashi says. It's Yaakov's Petira. And this is, we've come full circle, we've come back to our question from the other side. This fast evidence is telling us that Yaakov loses his information because Kleistro is, is, is unable any longer to really unify as, 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 as a nation, a holy spiritual nation under his leadership. He's able to lead. He's able to put them together. He has what to give. They, on their end of things, are just scattered right now. They're scattered. Why they're scattered? Because of the Timtum Alev. The Timtum Alev, Rashi tells us, comes from the fact that Yaakov is Nifter, but he's not Nifter yet. He's still alive. So what's Rashi saying? Kimonshah, Nifter, he hasn't been Nifter yet. The Teretzes, <clears throat> they see that he's on his way out. They see that Yaakov Avinu is approaching his Petira. And that's all it takes. That's all it takes, that he's approaching his Petira. They see they're about to lose Yaakov. And this shakes up the nation at its core. They see, it's clear that he's about to be Nifter. He's telling them, uh, he, he tells Yosef, I'm on my way out. I, want, I, I have to give you final instructions. He tells Yosef, I, I, you know, I'm, I'm about to go. I have to tell you where to bury me. I want to bench Menashe and Ephraim. He calls his sons together. This is his last will and testament over here. He's giving everyone his final brachas, his final words of, 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 uh, of, of, of chizik. He's on his way out. They see that Yaakov is on his way out. Nistimu e'naim e'naim ve'livam shal Yisrael. This shakes them up. This creates... Even while Yaakov is alive, but they see that Yaakov is approaching his patira, this is what, 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 what begins this avalanche of Kleisol sinking into the Shibud, Kleisol sinking into Egyptian soil. Why is that? Kleisol goes down to Mitzrayim with Yaakov with the hopes and beliefs that this is temporary and with the understanding that there's a after the Gaulus is going to be a Geula. There's going to be a Geula. And who's the Gael? Yaakovinu is the Gael. Yaakovinu, who's connected to the Avas. Yaakovinu, who is the highest of the Avas. Yaakovinu, who's the connection to the, the, that, that era of Klai Yisrael. After Mitzvah and Yaakov, ya- Yaakovinu has to be the Gael. Yes, he brings them down to Gaulus, but he's their leader. Yaakov is their leader. He's going to take them out of Gaulus. In one second, they're in Gaulus, they're in Mitzrayim, and they see that Yaakovinu is on his way out. They don't have a manu. They don't have a leader. Yeah, he's still around. He's, he's still present. But it's clear that Yaakov is not the Goyal. It's clear that Yaakovinu is not going to be leading them out of Gullus. It's clear that Gullus is going to be continuing after Yaakov. It's clear they're going to be in Gullus for quite some time. 
That's clear now to everybody. Once they have this mindset that they're losing their manhig and he's not taking them back to the, the, the holy land, not taking them back to the promised land, and they're in Mitzrayim, they're going to be there for a while. Now, everything shifts and changes, and now they begin to sink into Mitzrayim, even in Yaakov Avinu's lifetime. And, and, and this is the kicker over here in the Rashi, and this is the, 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 the vart here in this Rashi. Kivan Nifter Yaakov Avinu, this Nifter is present tense, not past tense. He's on his way out. He's on his way towards Petiro. This is very, very distressing. It's very depressing. Kala Yisrael sees that they're losing their manhig. If they've lost their manhig, there's Timtum Alev and there's Timtum Einayim. We don't have the ability to be connected to Ruchnius anymore. Even in Yaakov's lifetime, we don't have the ability to see beyond Mitzrayim. Even in Yaakov's lifetime, we don't have the ability to see that we're connected to the Abbas anymore. That takes away their ability now to receive from Yaakov because they've lost Yaakov as a manhig. And that takes away their ability to be led by Yaakov because they've lost him as a man even when he's alive. So getting back to our question, Zerashi takes on a, a new and beautiful light over here, with a gloomy light, but a beautiful light nevertheless. Why is it in the beginning of the parasha, this, this, this remez, Yaakov is, is alive till the end of the parasha. This remez, Shekiv and Shekiv, why is the parasha stuma? She, why is the beginning, not the end? This is happening in the beginning. Why, why she says Kim Shanifter? Because he's already approaching his patir. The beginning of the parsha opens off with him being nifter. And this answers Rebruvain's question as well. Why do we have that introductory pasik, the one that usually is there to summarize someone's lifetime at the end of their life? Why is that the beginning of the parsha when Yaakov still is with us for a number of aliyahs? Because Kleisel is already writing his epitaph. Kleisel is already writing his matseva in the beginning of the parsha. He's gone. He's gone. But here's where the problem lies. Kleisel seems to have been criticized for this. But what, what is the Eitzah? They know that he's not the Gael. They know that they're going to be stuck. They know that they have a long, dark Golis ahead of them. What were they supposed to do? Teretz is. Here the Sfas Emes has one more idea. Vayechi Yaakov. Be'eretz Mitzrayim. The parsha opens off with the very opposite of Klai mindset. Klai sees them as lost. Sunk. Gone. Forsaken. Forlorn and abandoned in Mitzrayim. They've lost Yaakov, they've lost the Manik, and therefore, in the Manik's lifetime, they don't have the ability to be touched by that Manik anymore. But let's take a step back. Yes, Yaakov's not taking us out of Mitzrayim, but who took us to Mitzrayim? Yaakov brought us down to Mitzrayim. He's the reason that we're here. And if we trust his leadership, that he would have been the one to lead us out, we certainly have to trust his leadership in understanding that, that that's why we're here. Why are we here? Why are we in Mitzrayim? Because we're here because Yaakov brought us to Mitzrayim. In other words, Vayichi Yaakov Beretz Mitzrayim. Yaakov, by coming to Mitzrayim, brings Chius. This is a, already a Hasidish word over here. This is a beautiful idea for the Sfasimus how to read the Pazik. Vayichi Yaakov Beretz Mitzrayim. Yaakov, you know, Gebrat Chius. He brought labor to He brought life to Mitzrayim. What does that mean, life? He's planting the seeds in advance of his own petir. He's saying, I came down with you guys. I made a Cheshvan. I made a Shrine. I didn't have to come down. I came down to show you that this is where Christ will be right now. I created Chius over here. If I came down over here, even after my departure, this is where you're supposed to be. So in other words, Kleisrael, even as they lose their manik, they're able to take a step back. And this is what they're supposed to do. And this is what they should have done. And said, we don't have our manik. He's going. He's not going to take us out of here. But he took us here. It means there's a reason why we're here. And there's a reason why he decided to bring us here. And his leadership is still echoing in our con con continued state over here. Our, his leadership is still here somewhere because he brought us here. 
they still are able to see Yaakov's legacy, Yaakov's leadership in their existence in Mitzrayim. And as opposed to it being depressing and forsaken and forlorn and abandoned, it's a place of them being able to say, well, there's a reason we're here. Yaakov brought us here. What, is, what are Yaakov's plans? What's Yaakov's vision? What does Yaakov want from us here in Mitzrayim? And let's see who's going to be the leader to replace Yaakov and to help guide us in understanding why Yaakov wants us here. We didn't lose anyone. We're continuing Yaakov's plan. Let's just figure out what that plan is. And it's taking the same idea and shifting everything 180. When they see themselves as having lost Yaakov, Gavald, we're stuck. We're, he's not taking us out. He's not saving us. We're stuck. Yes, you're stuck. When you see yourself as being stuck, you're stuck. And then you have Timtam Aleph and Timtam Einayim. You don't see beyond your immediate surroundings anymore. You don't see the Avos anymore. And Ruchnius can't touch you anymore because you're stuck. But you made yourself stuck. But when you see Fakert, I'm not stuck. I'm here because this is the continued living, vibrant legacy of Yaakov. You know, I'm here because he wants me to be here. So there's some reason why I'm here. Then Fakert, I'm still connected to that manik. I'm still connected to that leader. And it's always like this in Galdus Rabbi Yisai. That's why Yechi Yaakov, he brought the Chiyas by bringing them down. He, there's reasons why he's there. He's still very much with him. There doesn't have to be Stimas Einaim. There doesn't have to be Stimas Halev. And Ada Yomazet, Galdus is always like that. You know, Galdus is about transition from leader to leader to leader to leader to leader. And we can always get the present and say, well, if only we had Reb Aaron Kutler, Reb Moshe Feinstein, Reb David Feinstein, Rachman Litzlan, we're losing Gedayim left and right. What's going to be with us? We're forsaken, abandoned, and forlorn. But on the other hand, and, and that creates Timtam Alev and Timtam Einaim. When we say we're stuck, then we're cutting ourselves off from our eyes to be able to connect to people so great and so vastly beyond us. The Ramayusha Reb David, Reb Yankov, uh, Reb Aaron Cutler, we do it to ourselves. We cut our lave off from ourselves. But when we say, one second, Reb Aaron transplanted Torah to America, he brought us to Gaulus. Reb Aaron could have said, everyone... Head for the hills. He could have said, everybody, pack your bags and go to Eretz Yisrael, get out of here. Our leaders could have said that. They could have said, get out of Gullus right now. But they didn't say that. They maintained their leadership here. We're not stuck. We're a continuation, a perpetuation of their legacy. And their legacy, their leadership is still very much with us when we see it that way. We're not stuck. We can still be inspired by them. And we can take the Timtum Alev and Timtum Enaim and turn it to Psichas Alev and Psichas Enaim as Kleistral could have done, and if they would have, they would have been zeichet to the kates. We should all be zeichet to the kates. Mehev yameinu. Amen. Okay. What was your favorite part? How was Mishmur? What was your favorite part of Mishmur?